May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. Hey, Dr. Lenz here. Before we get into the podcast, I first wanted to give a big thanks to all those who've listened and subscribed and shared this with others. I'm humbled that this podcast is going throughout the world. I just want to help people gain more information, be inspired and equipped to help as they walk through fibromyalgia. This week, we'll build on what we talked about last week by using a couple cases to illustrate key points. Both these cases, as in the cases in the book, are scrubbed of any patient-identifying information, but are there to help illustrate key points to help you understand what fibromyalgia is and help get through fibromyalgia. Next week, stay tuned because we're going to go over specific criteria to help make the diagnosis of fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is not a made-up diagnosis because a doctor couldn't find anything real wrong with you. Fibromyalgia has real pain, it has real fog, and it has real fatigue, and there are real solutions to help you get better. Stay tuned to next week's episode. Welcome to the Conquering Your Fibromyalgia podcast. I am your host, Dr. Michael Lenz, an internal medicine doctor, a doctor for adults, a pediatrician, a doctor for children, as well as a lifestyle medicine physician. I've been in practice for over 25 years. I am author of the book, Conquering Your Fibromyalgia, Real Answers and Real Solutions to Real Pain. This is an evidence-based book that looks at real solutions backed by evidence that help support a multifaceted approach to treatment, but starting with a foundation of understanding what fibromyalgia is. This podcast is meant for those who have fibromyalgia, those who have loved ones with fibromyalgia, whether that's a family with a sibling a parent, a child, or a spouse or partner who has fibromyalgia. And if you're a physician who just wants to up their game and learn more about this often perplexing and frustrating problem to take care of them to help patients get through. The purpose of this podcast is also to help supplement as kind of a companion for the book. There's only so much that you can cover in a book and the editor for my book had said you know keep it to somewhere around 250 pages I went a little over at around 270 pages but there's so much I could have added it could have been easily over a thousand pages but you have to whittle it down and try to get as much as you can in as short of a time period This week, we are going to talk about a couple of cases that help illustrate some key points that give you an idea, is your pain or someone's pain 
more fibromyalgia-like, or is it more concerning? Last week, we talked about chest pain, and in the last couple weeks, I had a couple cases of chest pain that turned out to be fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia-like pain. One of the patients had chest pain. Now, when you look at chest pain again, we are worried about some very deadly problems. In medicine, we are looking at the framework of something that could be causing this. What is a medical problem? We call the options or the potential causes of the chief complaint as the differential diagnosis. That's all of the different options by different organ systems will often group it. So chest pain, usually we're worrying about something that's heart-related, also known as cardiac, or pulmonary or respiratory-related. Chest pain, walk into emergency room, say you have chest pain, you're middle-aged or older, or if you're diabetic, you'll get a lot of attention. You might skip past somebody who has a terrible laceration on their head, but relatively clinically stable. They'll take you in the back room, check for an EKG to see if there's any EKG abnormality, suspicious of an acute cardiac infarction, heart attack. They'll look and get blood drawn right away to see if there's evidence of any leaking of enzymes into the bloodstream that could demonstrate that you're having a heart attack. They'll also check your oxygen level. They'll check your blood pressure. They'll check your blood pressures in your left arm, your right arm, your left leg, and right leg often. And they'll monitor these vital signs and see how things progress over time. With no evidence of a heart attack, but you could have a fast heart rate that's abnormal. Your oxygen level may be fine, but you're breathing at a much faster rate. The doctors will do a careful evaluation of your lungs. They may be clear, but they may do a blood test, such as a D-dimer. Higher levels of D-dimers are suggestive of a blood clot in the lung. Also doing a chest CT to see if there's any evidence of a clot in the arteries going to parts of the lung also are very helpful. Severe causes of Chest pain also include an aortic dissection. The aorta is the big artery that goes from your heart, makes a loop, and then goes down the back side of your chest and abdomen before it splits off into the iliac arteries that go down towards your legs into the femoral arteries. When those arteries start to tear and there's a separation in that lining of the artery, you can get severe retching chest pain, and it often radiates to the back. Now that's going to be important when I discuss a couple cases that I had in the last week. Another cause of chest pain and difficulty tightness is a lung cancer. Well, what are the symptoms of lung cancer? Well, you could be short of breath. Most of the time, you're going to have other symptoms along with it. Often there's going to be a cough. There may be weight loss, especially if it's been going on for a long time. There may be blood in your sputum. All of those are more suspicious 
that you have a significant cancer. Unfortunately, by the time somebody does have a symptom of lung cancer, it's often been going on for a long time and is at a higher stage, like stage three or stage four. There's talk, and this isn't the point of a podcast, but about screening, doing lung CTs in those who are at higher risk, who've had a long history of smoking, who are older, and checking to see if you can catch it before you have symptoms. But no doubt, having lung cancer can give you shortness of breath and chest pain. But many times, those symptoms aren't present. You don't have any what we call red flags, which is another term for warning signs that something is serious that's going on. You walk in and you say you have chest pain. A couple of my recent patients had chest pain and back pain. We'll take, now this isn't the patient's name, but we'll say Alexandra. Alexandra is in her 50s and she has chest pain. Now, when I asked her about the chest pain, she reports it's been going on for a couple months. She notices the chest pain more when she's at rest. She has a sedentary job working in an office, answering phones and doing data entry and help assisting others, but it's very sedentary. She notices that It also is worse when she's at home inside her house where she typically is sitting. In fact, when she's at home, she feels like she has to get up because it gets uncomfortable and she feels better. When she's standing, doing the dishes, she doesn't notice it as much. She noticed that when she was doing a part-time job doing photography where she was active and moving, to get pictures and was more relaxed because it's something that she enjoyed. She didn't notice it as much, interestingly. She didn't have any pain with walking up and down hills in her chest, but she did have some shortness of breath as she had gotten deconditioned, another word for getting out of shape over time. But actually, even though she got some shortness of breath, their chest pressure and the pain going to her back as well actually seemed less noticeable. As I often hear from many people who have fibromyalgia and fibromyalgia-like pain, they will often say something like, well, when I'm not paying attention to it, I don't notice it as bad. But once I pay attention, I can notice it. But often when they're not paying attention to it, well, their attention is attending to something else that often is very active. And they're in tune to that activity. And the activity is often very physical or it's something they're enjoying, whether maybe playing music that they enjoy that has some activity associated with it as well. When... We talked through her history. I asked, what is she most afraid of? Well, I'm afraid it could be a lung cancer. Now, her history, she had no cough. She actually had gained about 20 to 30 pounds over the last six months, which she attributed to being a little less active than she wanted to and not adhering as closely to 
the healthy diet she would like to follow but hasn't been able to consistently adhere to. She also didn't have a cough. She didn't have any bloody sputum. And she had a completely normal physical exam with clear lungs. She had had fibromyalgia and had a history of it, but was worried that what if this is a new symptom? What if this is something else that is more serious in addition to fibromyalgia that we have to be careful for? Because having fibromyalgia doesn't mean you can't get lung cancer and you can't have a heart attack and you can't have a blood clot, but help to discriminate between the two. And similar to how an engine light goes off in your car indicating that there could be a serious problem, sometimes it's the sensor that's broken and not anything major within the engine. And it's sometimes hard to separate those in the moment because when somebody's having pain, there's also a certain level of anxiety, especially when you have insight that something serious like lung cancer and blood clots and heart attacks can occur. Another patient I had who had chest pain, he also just had some dizziness that was hard to describe. When he looked at the history, he was taking his daughter to college in a city about five hours away and had to drive there. This was a city that had a fair amount of riots. Her daughter was in a neighborhood that wasn't maybe the safest, and he was concerned about her safety. The day and before and the morning of, he had been less active. In fact, he had been less active a couple days prior to leaving. He also had not been eating that well compared to what he had been doing when he was eating more healthy whole plant foods. He didn't sleep as well the couple nights before worrying about what might happen with her daughter moving and making sure that living conditions would be okay. While he was driving, he felt this pressure in his chest and sort of a hard-to-describe dizziness or off feeling that he had. When he got there, his daughter's roommate in a townhouse near campus was there and there were a bunch of boxes already strewn over the apartment in a way that, on first glance, he didn't like and didn't understand and wish they would have moved in after he got a chance to get there to help go through things. So looking at that visual of things just thrown all over caused some stress. His daughter's roommate was there. His parents were already there. They had moved from California with a load of her things as she was moving in. And once he got a chance to talk to his daughter's roommate's father, and they hit it off right away, and they were able to work together a plan to help sort through the boxes and help them move in, he actually started feeling less chest pressure. He didn't feel as short a breath. He didn't have this hard-described dizziness that went away when he was up and moving around. And once he looked around and saw that, hey, there's not a perfect neighborhood, but he felt that things will be better than he anticipated, he actually felt better, felt more relaxed, 
and the chest pain dissipated. Now, in the moment, he was worried, oh, do I have these serious causes of chest pain? Am I going to have a heart attack? Am I going to have a blood clot? What is happening? It's just very scary. And anxiety and pain are often in the same parts of the brain. So I just wanted to illustrate some of these key points between fibromyalgia-like pain and fibromyalgia flare-ups, which they both had for more serious problems. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. Please hit the subscribe button as I plan to give weekly updates and podcasts. I'd love for your feedback as well. Leave a five-star rating if you can at wherever you le- uh, listen to this. I enjoy whether you're going for a walk, going on a car ride, and share this with others. You likely have a family or friend who's suffering with fibromyalgia. If you yourself have this, especially if you have this, a family member is more likely to have it. And sharing this, you'd be surprised at how many people that I was even unaware of in my wife's extended family who had fibromyalgia-like symptoms and fibromyalgia and had been unknowns to me. So that's going to be helpful as well to help others who you don't know. This is a podcast that's reaching around the world. This has grown tremendously. I've had over 200 downloads, which is just awe-inspiring and through every area in the world from Europe, the United States, to Australia. So it's growing. I appreciate that when I see the downloads it makes me want to continue knowing I'm helping others now keep in mind I am a physician but I am not your physician this is a podcast for educational purposes only I'm not there to diagnose your medical problems but give you insight to help have a deeper understanding of what fibromyalgia is and hope that you go beyond just learning to live with and settling and coping, but actually conquering the idea that you can actually tremendously get better and reverse fibromyalgia, even into levels that are in the same as somebody who doesn't have fibromyalgia. 